Hey, what is up, you guys? This is Corey and Allison with the Life Size Podcast, the podcast where Corey has the audacity. My name is Allison. <laughs> and I'm Corey. <laughs> the audacity. I have a plate of fries that I air fried. And Corey, mm, so I have good. some uh, sweet chili sauce, the Panda Express one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just enjoying my life. And Corey tries one. He's like, it's all right. It was all right. I want another one. And Let then, me just put my own sauce on your plate so I can reach across and, and dip drink, it in my own then sauce. Then you drink half a beer and it gets all right. Or? It tastes amazing. No, it's pretty good. It's all right. Let me take another sip. Hold on, huh? Oh, it's fucking great. Those fries. The audacity. Of this bitch. Yeah, you is. Harry Potter and the audacity of this bitch. So, let's see. Updates. Updates. We don't have much. <laughs> to be honest, um, nothing's really changed from last week. I'm shocked it's been a week. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, we no, no, it hasn't been a week because we did a Sunday last week. Mm-hmm. So it's been six days. I thought today was Sunday. Mm-hmm. I would have cried. For like a lot of the day. I would have cried. <clears throat> but Because um, we did so much stuff, I'm like, what are we going to do tomorrow? We, did, we didn't really do a lot. What did we do yesterday? I just feel like we did a lot. We just did jujitsu and mm. got the animals' food. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> oh, oh, and we went to Spirit Halloween. Oh, there's an update. I have like three small ones. Well, we went to jujitsu. We both did really good, and it was fun. Um, Do you think I did good? Yeah, I think you did good. You're catching me in stuff I didn't expect. Like what? Like that arm bar. The and, last thing I did. <laughs> yeah, uh, it caught me off guard. I didn't expect you to get it. Um, I technically, uh, tapped Sensei, you know, he obviously wasn't going like full speed, mm-hmm. but you know, I caught him in an inverted triangle and as he tried to step over me, I caught his foot and did a toe hold. So I had him in two submissions and I think he was pretty surprised mm-hmm. and uh, I was surprised too, <laughs> to be honest. He's really good. Even with a bad ACL, which is still healing, he's really good. Um, I ordered a new rash guard ten minutes ago. <laughs> That's whatever. My my was it Wolf Code Fightwear rash guard is actually giving me a rash, so I guess it isn't really much of a guard. It's more like bruising you. It is bruising me. It's yeah. not even a rash. Yeah, I get bruises. Your arms are too bruise. fucking thick, my guy. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't do it. From the top of your shoulder to the bottom of your armpit's just too much, my guy. Can't help it. <clears throat> But the new rash guard I ordered, it says that the arms are baggier. So that's why I was like, why not? You know? So, um, is there anything else? No. For, no, nothing for updates. That's crazy. We went in the mountains Sunday, did we tell? Yeah, we last went. Sunday. We just drove in the mountains and yeah. it was like, ooh, pretty colors. And then yeah. Corey's like, I'm hungry. So we came I back. I was starving. I ate two Arby sandwiches. Because if he goes, if he eats before we leave, he has to shit on the way, and sometimes yeah. it's hard to find a place for him to poop. And I'm not scared to poop in the woods, but you know, skinwalkers. And on the way, and then if he doesn't eat before we leave, then he gets hungry. <laughs> yeah. And we have to leave early. What I need to do is bring better snacks. Yeah. Yeah. And toilet paper in a bucket and a pop up shitter. I have toilet shitter. paper in the back a of my car. A pop up shitter. You don't get that luxury. I can do what I want. Nobody would ever do anything. No, what are you doing? Shitting. 
Nobody would stop me. You better quit that. <laughs> you said if I'm not talking, I can do it. Okay, that's a little bit of editing, but that's fine. Shut up. So, that's pretty much all for updates. Um, this this is episode 16, by the way, I think, right? It's 16. It has to be. I don't know. No, it's episode. You haven't been making me the pictures, so I don't remember. Yeah, that was only 13 episodes ago <laughs> that we stopped doing that. Well, it's just a lot to work with. A lot of catching up. If we ever do decide to put it on YouTube Sucks again. Sucks to suck, huh? Well, I don't we, care about the YouTube. I'm talking about Instagram. Oh. Well, and we, I know you're not doing anything on Facebook. Well, we... I should. Well, we did actually get a few hundred views on, you know, YouTube. Oh, did we? Yeah, a few hundred. And you didn't... That's more than we have on everything else. For now, yeah. The Bob Lazar one <laughs> was the one that had like 320 views. It's pretty good. I, we'll start doing YouTube again. It's just a, it's easier to just do streaming because it's just edit it, which I do like, you know. You don't th- have to add all the fancy pictures. You just have to put up our logo and then just let it play. Yeah, I just feel like people would be more inclined to click on it if it was a video. I'm sure they would tell you. True. Some okay. people only okay. have YouTube stuff. Okay, here's the thing. We're gonna, Okay, since we're on that topic, we're going to put this video... On YouTube, right? We're going to start up right now. It's going to go on YouTube from now here on out. If you prefer to have some kind of video or moving pictures, comment down below. If you don't mind it just being a picture and listening to our voices, also let me know. But we're not going to put videos of ourselves, I don't think. No. No, we don't even have like a pretty good podcasting studio. It's It's not good. It's not... It's our clutter corner. It's not aesthetic, you know, so everybody's going to look at it and, you know, it's better if it's just voiceover. So we'll we'll do YouTube this time. We'll see how many views it gets. And then we'll do we'll do YouTube for a few turns, like say three or four episodes and if it's just not doing good or people aren't viewing it, we'll stop. But yeah, just let us know in the comments section since now I know ahead of time this is going on YouTube. And it might be later than Monday when we upload it on YouTube because it's quite a bit of editing and downloading and whatever. We have time, or you have time. I don't really do anything extra because I'm lazy. You can help. You want to do? You want to do the YouTube videos? I can edit on the software and send you the the audio. I don't think it's hard. It's lengthy. Our podcasts are averagely over an hour long. So you have to listen to the whole thing. And what I liked to do was to put up appropriate pictures of what we were talking about instead of just our logo. But you could just do the logo if you'd like. We'll get into that. So this is almost like a part two, right, this episode. You can look at me like all you want. Part two from episode one. In episode one, we talked about Skinwalker stories from Reddit. This one is Wendigo stories from Reddit. Reddit. Oh no. Reddit. <laughs> when you say Wendigo, when you say Wendigo and Reddit in the same sentence, it's Reddit and Rendigo. But okay, so yes, I'm reading from Reddit, and yes, I had some things written down. That well, if you don't know what a Wendigo is, this may help. I'm opening. My, oh, I'm opening my jujitsu journal. That was supposed to be for writing down s- submissions and escapes. 
now is all of a sudden a podcast journal. Okay, so what is a Wendigo, right? Allison, what, what's your idea of a Wendigo? What do you think they are? Isn't it someone who ate human flesh and now they are suffering? Well, maybe in certain stories. There's different, not versions of the Wendigo. There's different... I hope you went to a reliable source. Yeah, I did. Um, so, you know, there's, like, different ideas. Like, uh, from tribe to tribe, the Wendigo varies. But most of the time, you know, I'll get into it. So what is a Wendigo? A Wendigo is a horrific man-eating creature slash spirit. Uh, the folklore originated in the Algonquin tribes of the Great Lakes region. You know, where I'm from. So... A person becomes a Wendigo by committing acts of cannibalism, and some believe murder as well, and then they're possessed by the Wendigo spirit. Uh, description of the Wendigo varies, but most claim that it's a tall, skinny creature with, like, matted hair, and a lot of them claim that it has horns. Some of them claim that it has, like, a deer head with horns or antlers. Um, a lot say it looks like a frozen corpse with sunken features. The point is, it eats people. And um, it's Native American folklore, but you could just call it North American folklore. And now that you're kind of caught up, for the most part, what a Wendigo is. And, and there's, a, there's a game out that, it's not brand new, it's called Until Dawn. You should probably stick with Native American rather than North American. Native American, North American, tribal, whatever you want to call it. Um, well, until Dawn, I just feel like that's more respectful. Yeah, but until Dawn's pretty accurate. So I was right. About what? Acts of cannibalism. Yeah, acts of cannibalism and murder, and they don't just turn into it. They have to be possessed by the Wendigo spirit. And and some details about the Wendigo, and some of the creepy the creepiest thing you can imagine is that it's believed that it can mimic human voices. That's what a Wendigo does to or skinwalker. Does a skinwalker. Too, right? do, well, yeah, I believe so. Um, I, it depends on the story. Or does a skinwalker actually? I think the Wendigo can only copy voices, and the skinwalker does both. That's why it's called a skinwalker. Yeah, skinwalker can transform. You know, it's a shapeshifter, and it can mimic voices. Yeah, but I think it's important for us to tell or determine the difference. Okay, okay. So the difference. Um, what? Uh, okay, so Wendigo is Algonquin, like that is the the nation of tribes of the Great Lakes area in Canada, and they believe in the Wendigo, which is a cannibalistic spirit uh, that possesses somebody who has eaten human flesh or committed acts of murder or something really messed up, and they become a Wendigo, and they crave human flesh. Their hunger can never be satisfied, and they hunt people. They mimic voices, and you know, and they can be found in the cold woods. Um, oh, a skinwalker is Navajo, right? A skinwalker is a witch. It's actually a human, right? Uh, a Native American human. It's a witch, and to gain the powers of a skinwalker, it has to commit an atrocity like murdering or like murdering their own family or something on the lines of that. It can um, shapeshift. Um, I have a good, like, I have it all typed out good if you want me to read it that way. What, the, the yeah. skinwalker? Like the difference. Yeah, go for it. Go for okay. it. 
So both originate in different cultures, like you said, and climates. Uh, Wendigos are both physical monster, but also a spirit that's that possessed the greedier cannibalistic. This is most believed to be a cautionary tale told by Inuit people due to long winters when hunting was scarce. I wonder if they're part of Algonquin <coughs> tribes. It's possible. Yeah, okay. They're up there, so. Yeah. Closer to Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, it does bear a striking resemblance to many other creatures like Yeti or even Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers were believed to be indigenous people who had evil in their hearts. It was said to become one of your... Wait, what? Oh. Sorry, <laughs> I had to burp. That's fine. It was said to become one... Oh my god, I'm sorry. I burped like three times. It was said to become one. First, you must murder an innocent man or woman with your bare hands and drink their warm blood. Thereafter, any creature you perform the same ritual on will enable you to take its form. One of the most common legends was used by the Utes. Again, these creatures resembled many others, such as wargs and werewolves. With many of these tales told by many cultures, it makes one wonder if there might be a truth to it somewhere. So, uh, skinwalkers are witches, basically. They perform sacrifices and drink the blood of whatever they killed to gain the ability to turn into that i also heard that uh skinwalker the witch has to um take the skin and wear it and then they can transform into that and just so everyone's clear a witch can be a boy or a girl there's no wizards there's no warlocks it's all witch okay so that's what I was going to bring up. They Normally they say they have to wear the pelt. But I've also heard a lot of stories where the skinwalker <clears throat> turned into somebody they loved. Or, you know, somebody they knew, but yet... I think when they kill a person and wear their skin, they can't just transform into that person. They can just transform into people. Okay, okay. And then, because, um, like, they the can transform into people's dogs and stuff. So, yeah, that's the weird, that's creepy. Like, when like they're like, actual pets, but I've they heard, think it's I've heard dog. a story like that. Um, On the Jenna Julian podcast. Yeah. So, what was I going to say? So, you've heard of the Uncanny Valley, right? Okay, so do you believe in, like, skinwalkers or anything like that? Do you well, think? like that said, there's a lot of similar tales. Yes. So, so it's hard to discount it even though there's no real proof it's called the uncanny valley effect and this is a a real thing obviously so easiest way to put it right so you know how people are scared of things that look human but yet aren't quite human it's uh are you trying to say it's built into our dna yes yeah. So you've heard of the Uncanny Valley? No, but I get it. Okay. I heard so, I've heard of this, but I didn't hear the name of it. I okay, guess. it's called Uncanny Valley. Yeah. So people, humans, are scared of humanoid things that just don't quite look right, and we're the only species on the yeah, planet. Yeah. Oh, was this on a Joe Rogan podcast? I don't know. I don't think so. I hear. I remember hearing some. I talk I saw about it on this. TikTok as well. Oh, okay. So it's like. We're the only creatures on this planet that have that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you somewhat resemble a deer, the deer won't be scared. Yeah. And there's actually <clears throat> videos on YouTube of gorillas accepting a mechanical baby gorilla into their tribe. Sure, whatever you want to call it. But 
they accepted it, and it didn't even look right. It looked obviously fake and off, but they're like, all right, this thing's part of us now. Well, and then also, like, uh, <laughs> humans don't tales do of wolves raising children and things like that. Yeah. Not, not even close to being a wolf, and they're just like, sup. So the thing is, it's built in our DNA to be scared of things that just look human but aren't right. Could also go back to... uh Aliens raising us, and they might have looked kind of like us, so we were genetically built to fear them. You know what? That's pretty good point that I didn't even think of. But I'm I'm not saying that that makes that it's still strange. So that's yeah. why I, I uh, suggested another otherworldly uh, occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you farted? Uh, I don't think it was me this time. You have to think about it. Sometimes I just fart, you know. I'll put you in a straight ankle lock Here, right now. I'm handing you something. Oh, thank you. I'm footing you something. Oh, I dropped my vape cap, and uh, she put her ankle like right on my shin, but I didn't notice my vape cap between her toes. I was like, I will put you in a straight ankle lock. Um, they were there. Welcome. So, <laughs> yes, the thing is, it's creepy. We're the only animals on this planet that have that, and. You know, things just don't happen over one generation to be built into our DNA or instinct. Unless we were genetically modified by aliens. Uh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but in this I know, scenario... I know, I know, I know. In this scenario, let's say we're natural, which I'm not even sure that we are. It means there's something out there that scared humans enough to where it's now a thing. Or, you know, maybe we did get it over one generation and it's horror films that did it to us. I doubt it. We're so desensitized to them, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm so desensitized. Except for, like, certain ones, like The Conjuring. That got me pretty good. So, and The Exorcist. I genuinely think The Exorcist was scary. So, we're going to be reading Wendigo stories from Reddit. And you guys are going to be experiencing it for the first time alongside us. I haven't read any of these. I'm going by upvotes alone. And I believe Allison has never heard any of these. She, she's not a Reddit person. And neither am I. Just make sure none of them say that they're made-up stories for that someone's made for money or that... Uh, just no. make sure there's no copyright shit on it. No, no, no. <clears throat> no. That's not, that's not it. So, actually, <clears throat> here's what's crazy. I came across this story and didn't notice this, but it was actually uploaded two days ago. Sick. By Reddit user Ingenious7. It number says... Number or spelled out? Number. In, you know, user slash Ingenious number seven. Um, and has 507 upvotes. And the name of this <clears throat> story... It's supposed to be true story. You never know, but it's going to be creepy nonetheless. Uh, something attacked us when I was a kid. That is the name of the story. We'll call it a story. It could be true. It could be false. So, here we go. First one. We'll do three like the first episode. When I was a kid, my parents and I lived in a small mobile home in a plot that was across the street from the local cemetery. Although I don't remember much about living there, my parents and other family members have told me the stories. I do remember my dad and mom arguing in the middle of the night one time. I remember my dad asking my mom, why are you washing clothes at this hour at night? My mom arguing back that she wasn't, but we could hear the washer and dryer running. I remember coming home and my parents freaking out because all the cabinets and drawers were open. They resumed 
Oh, sorry. They assumed somebody broke into the house, <laughs> but nothing was ever missing. I do remember one night multiple shadows entering my room and standing over my bed. I remember thinking it was my mom until moments later the lights turned on and my mom walked in to check on me. I was so freaked out that I never slept in my own bed again until I was about nine years old. There's a scene in The Fourth Kind that made me have a breakdown because it felt like a flashback. There are the things I do remember. Goddamn. Or those are the things that I do remember. Uh, Which scene do you think it was? I made you watch that with me because I thought it was... The Fourth Kind? I think so. That's the one yeah. with the owls, right? Yeah, I think so. If if we're wrong, tell us. But it, that movie, to think of which scene it might that be. movie had a twist. <laughs> okay, continuing. The rest of the story was told to me by my parents, grandparents, church pastor, and with a police report. Ooh, there's a police report. Okay, one night my parents were outside having a few drinks, and I was inside watching the TV. I must have been around five or six years old. Suddenly, my parents heard me crying in pain and ran into the house to see what was happening. They saw me hurtled over crying and screaming. My mom ran to me and started asking what was wrong. She then lifted my shirt to see if something was biting me. There was nothing but my skin was being pulled in pinches as if it were rubber. Huh, I wonder if this is a Wendigo story. My parents were panicked and ran to get the phone to call for help. My mom... The moment my dad reached out for the phone, the pinching stopped and the front door slammed open as if something had ran out. My dad then ran outside to see if he could see anything, but nothing was there. Suddenly, he started hearing a sort of... I think he means groaning. He said growing. He means groaning. Okay, so... uh, That suddenly, he started to hear a sort of groaning coming from under the mobile home. When he looked, all he could see were some red bloodshot eyes staring at him and growling. He said growing again. He meant growling. My dad, in a complete panic, pulled out his gun and started shooting at whatever it was. That's really irresponsible. There's gas pipes under there. Um, Okay, anyways. This caught the attention of a police officer who pulled up in front of the house and pulled his gun out to my dad. My dad quickly dropped his gun and told the officer, Hey, man, I'm sorry, but something just attacked my son and it's under the trailer. Before the officer could even look, a creature jumped out from under the mobile home, jumped the fence, and started running. The police officer jumped back into his car and started chasing. Hmm. <clears throat> at this point, my parents were completely frightened. Since they had no car at the time, they called a friend of my dad and asked them for a ride to my grandparents' house. Once the friend got there, my dad looked looked us, loaded us, he said looked, Lotus loaded us into the car and was getting ready to leave when the police officer returned. The police officer told my parents, I followed that thing for about a half a mile and it just vanished. I don't know what that was, but I suggest you leave the area for the time being in case it returns. My mom said she had never heard a police officer sound so terrified in her life. As we were driving down the road, my dad's friends looks at the rearview mirror and asked my parents, hey, do you guys see that thing running after us? What the fuck is that thing? At that point... (laughs) What? It's too much! Okay. Oh, my God. At that point, the truck jumped as if something had landed on the cargo bed. My mom started yelling in pain. (laughs) My mom started yelling in pain as the back of her head was being pinched and pulled just as my skin had been earlier. 
This continued until my parents reached my grandparents' property. Now, my grandparents have always been super religious. They're one of the founding members of the church and used to host Sunday Mass at their home before the church had enough saved to buy a building. <clears throat> the moment my mom walked into the front gate, the pinching and pulling stopped. My parents ran into my grandparents' home screaming and crying. My grandparents automatically assumed that my parents were either drunk or on some kind of drug. But once they saw the look in all our eyes, they decided to call the pastor immediately. Sorry, guys, the pastor ain't gonna help. As soon as pastor arrived, her first words were, I don't know what is going on and I don't want to panic. Yes. But I feel something extremely hostile right outside of this home. Bet. They immediately started praying. My mom said... If they're Catholics, they're into that shit. Like, it's the Catholic church that has priests that exercise demons. I know. So, as soon as the pastor... Oh, we already got there. They immediately started praying. My mom said she opened her eyes during the first prayer and looked around the outside the window. Looked around and looked outside the window and could see red bloodshot eyes staring into the house. That night, my mom also claims that during the middle of the night... She awoke and heard three knocks on the window. She said she could see outside the window a tall creature walking back and forth right outside the gate, saying how she thought it was odd, almost that the creature couldn't enter the property. After that night, things apparently calmed down, and nothing really weird in that happened in that trailer again. Although my parents did move out a few months later, but even the renters and people who now live there claim nothing has happened to them. But something is definitely there, and it remembers us. My parents have drove past one night and saw three dogs jump from out of the cemetery and perch themselves like birds on the fence, watching the car drive by. I had my first ever car accident on the same street in front of the cemetery, too. I suddenly lost control of my car and crashed into a gas pipe. My grandmother has since passed and was buried in that cemetery... (laughs) And since then, nothing has happened. I like to think she's putting those creatures in their place, acting as my guardian angel. So, that's crazy. Because there's another story I read earlier. Police report. I need to see the police report. I bet they can't get a hold of it. It's probably been like 20 years. If it doesn't exist, then I'll be fine. But if it actually exists, then I'm going to have a problem. I wish they named the town. Because how come every time we're reading stories about Native American legends, it's always, I was in Aurora, Colorado. I was in Breckenridge, Colorado. Or somewhere retarded close to here. This place is more sacred than anyone would like you to know. Yeah. We don't even have a reservation here. Yeah. Yeah, no reses. There's reses. I think there's one in southeast Colorado, but. Really? Yeah. But that's really far away from where we are. Not really. Three hours? I mean, as far as, like, where they should be, like, everywhere. I feel like they should have got a cut of the Front Range Mountains. They should have gotten everything. <laughs> I agree with that. They by the way, a, left us fucking assholes by the, on the way, coast. Columbus Day is Monday. Fuck you, Christopher Columbus. Say a prayer to Satan and make sure that his torture is especially great on that day. And then... <laughs> Since we're on the topic of Native Americans, and I have time to find the, another story, um, Republicans were like, oh, they were savages. Oh, we, you know, what's so bad about taking land from people who took land from... I'm like, shut the fuck up. All right? You guys, like, um, 
Oh, man, Republicans and Christians are something else. They're like, oh, it's okay that we took lands from savages. They weren't savages. In fact, you could say they were living a better way of life. Just think of how great America would be if white people never fucking showed up. Imagine how great the world would be if the U.S. was never set up like it is now. Yeah. Just all natives that eventually caught up with technology, kind of like how, like, well, Africans. if, like, a nicer person showed up, not someone hey, that literally hey. slaughtered Southern hey. Americans. Vikings showed up first before Columbus. Nothing bad happened to the natives. Yeah, because they're like, cool. See you guys later. I could be wrong. The Vikings and natives could have clashed, but guess what? They left. The Vikings didn't sit here and kill 100 million Native Americans and then take their land. No. Uh, Vikings weren't. Vikings pillaged and shit, but they weren't a greedy people as far yeah. as. I don't know. I just wish they the, were. Vi- the Vikings should have stayed. Yeah. Yeah, that's what New- Newfoundland. No. Iceland and Greenland and. The Vikings all... should have set up fucking spicks and pokey wood things and just lined the entire border on the east no. side with fucking. Signs of fuck off. Point is, Canada would have been Columbus, better off too. It's weird that we're doing Native American um, folklore, and <clears throat> Columbus Day is tomorrow. By the way, I hate Columbus. I hate that day. It's not a holiday. Uh, thank God I'm working tomorrow because otherwise, I'd be like, why the fuck are we taking a day off for this prick? And I that, don't know if this is insensitive to say. Fuck that, dude. No, 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 no. Because I'm half Mexican, and Mexicans and Native Americans are very similar. Yeah. And even just seeing the racism going down against Mexican people, like, I've been, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I've been discriminated against because I'm fairly white for being half Mexican. Just just the way my dad raised me, he's, he acts pretty, uh. Caucasian himself, uh, but it's half of my whole fucking DNA. You know what I mean? So I don't. My parents never raised me to specifically be super respectful of things like that. But I just grew up <coughs> being respectful of things like that, and it it's like uh, I just kind of think uh, think of it in the way like I wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Well, would you rather be here or Spain? I wouldn't be alive. That you know of. So. That I know of. This one has 45 upvotes. So you know how our Skinwalker episode went. The stories just kind of started getting dull. Um, So I'd expect this. This one's short. This is only like two paragraphs. Let's see. Who wants to hear my Wendigo story? I was going to say Skinwalker, question mark. Eight months ago, by Reddit user Felix Grizzly. My boyfriend and I got off work around 10 o'clock and 10.30, so we grocery shop at work. We don't close till midnight. We were, By the way, their grammar is awful, so forgive me. Uh, we worked out close till midnight. We were headed home, and we take the cuts. <laughs> On our way home, we saw a slender but muscular person running naked across the road like an animal on all fours. The more we stared, the less human it looked. Muscular thin legs, hair fur running down its butt down to the calves. It was a curve next to a canal, so as we turn, seen it 
and our light beam shined on it. God. Um, and my light shined on the orchards it ran into. This person really should learn how to spell. Um, those tree were leafless and apart, so we were able to see how it ran into the trees. Both my boyfriend and I saw it and both agreed it was no human, no monkey, and no other animal. Just a fucked up creature. I recently told a friend and she told me it was a wendigo. We lived in Central Valley in California, and this is one of the weirdest encounters we've had. Okay. For one, Reddit user Felix Grizzly, learn proper grammar. <laughs> um, and two, um, I don't think Wendigos are located in California. Why? Well, everything I've read is that they're in the Great Lakes and Canada region. Like Wisconsin, all over to you know New York and Pennsylvania, New England, Canada. Cold areas. That's pretty much what I know. Um, Central Valley, California isn't cold. That could have very well been a skinwalker, sure. Or something on the lines of that. Um, okay, so here's a longer one that I'm actually... 86% upvoted. You know, only 27 upvotes. Well, we're going to read it. Do you keep bumping the table? Yeah, it's me. My so, mic just keeps shaking. I'm yeah, wondering. So we're going to review on the last one. Um, it's just, there wasn't a lot of detail, and it wasn't long, but I'm not sure Wendigos live in Southern California, at least not from the lore that I've read. What are you Googling, Allison? I'm looking up a Colorado Wendigo story. Oh, is there one? Mm-hmm. Really? It's really long, too. Uh, go ahead and read it. Let me look at the comments real quick. Okay. I'm interested. You get a fourth story. Um, here's the thing. Me and Allison like to go into the mountains, so. Not at night, though. What do you mean? You we can camped. go fuck yourself. We camped there. With a lot of people around. Doesn't mean something wasn't lurking. Makes me feel better. Okay, okay. See, okay, so here's the difference between me and Allison. I'm a camping alone kind of person. And she is a camping with a lot of people around kind of person. Or is a fucking insane person. <laughs> Every- he grew up out in Pennsylvania where people just did that and like respected your boundaries. People around here don't fucking do that. Sorry, dude. I mean, I grew up on the edge of some big hills and woods. Like, uh, if we wanted to go camping, we just... Well, and also the population is in the town you grew up in at least was smaller, right? Yes and no. And then... If we're talking about the metro area, it's a lot larger than Well, no, I mean, like, when you would go camping, would you even see many people? I would see zero people. When you saw all the places that we can go camping, people are driving by constantly, and you don't know who they are. Yes, that's true. All night long, people were driving by our camping place. That's true, yeah. I see what you're saying, but... That's how you get picked up and disappear. In my opinion, that's a lot less scary. Well, if you're in Pennsylvania and then you just hear somebody walking in the woods, that's a lot more scary than being in Colorado and hearing somebody walk in the woods. Because in Colorado, you expect it. In Pennsylvania, you're like, oh, fuck, who the fuck's out here? Because there's nobody out there. Ah, to each his own, I guess. 
Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's hard. It's just scary. You don't like All it. Right, so, you know, I grew up in uh, kind of similar to the Springs, right? Half rural, half city. I lived on the rural side. Well, you can't call the Springs rural. You can say it's mountains of wooded on one side and city on the other side. I grew up half rural, half city. You could be in farmlands in five minutes. or you Would could be... you rather say country than rural? Rural was more of the word I was looking for because it's not country. It's farmlands, but only five minutes from town. And there's gangsters in the farms, farm areas. It's, re- it's weird. That happens. Um, Not gangsters, fucking... <clears throat> white thugs that wannabes, little peep wannabes, I guess. My, check out my album on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, we did grow up in the SoundCloud generation. <laughs> yeah, we did. Sad. Um. Anyways, what's your Colorado Wendigo story you found? Okay. Is it on All Reddit? All the comments say it's freaky. Yeah, it's on Reddit. Okay, okay. give the so username, going please. Up, going up, going up. Okay, I'm listening. So, let me make sure this Reddit, the subreddit is for those who have real paranormal experiences. Feel free to share your own. So, I'm going to assume it's cool to read. It's on uh, Ghost Stories, the Ghost Stories Reddit. And the user is chlorine-bleach. Oh, sweet. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. Uh, The time I had an encounter with a Wendigo. Oh, nice. Oh, man, where are my glasses? I know exactly where your glasses are. All right, guys, you have to pee now. I'm giving you 10 seconds. What? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. Let me clean them off for a little dusty. Okay. Allison always finds really good stories, so... I just clicked on it. I was like, sick. How many upvotes does it have? It only has 46, but all the comments are like, uh, excuse me? Sorry, my next one has 27, but it's long. Okay. The time I had an encounter with a Wendigo. Uh, to pref... Would you say preface or preface? Preface. Okay. To preface, I'm not the only... I'm not the person who throws ish around like this lightly so shit around it likely i'm mostly posting this out of curiosity of other people's experiences with wendigos cryptids i'm not even sure if what my sister and i experienced was a wendigo but you know i'll let you decide that for yourself this is also a long read uh i 23 female 23 year old girl okay always had creepy paranormal experiences But when I'm with my sister, who's 25, the dial goes up to 10 on the creep factor. This was posted 11 days ago. Oh, sick. Uh, So anyway, a couple of months back, my sister and I had to drive up to Colorado on a family emergency. Specifically, we were driving to Dillon, Colorado. Okay, I know where Dillon is. The drive up was pretty normal and nothing weird started to happen until we got right outside of Leadville. That's when things took a turn. Hey, your dad's from Leadville. Yeah. That's when things took a turn for the decidedly strange. You can believe me or not about what I'm about to say, but even though it was late at night, I know I'm not crazy, and my sister saw all of this too. So this is sounding like a pretty convincing, a lot of defending in the beginning, so it makes it more likely for me to believe it, to be honest. Okay. 
Would you say the same? Yeah, um, genuinely, if they're good stories and detailed and not very obvious, mm-hmm. I tend to believe them. Like, the story I read, the first story I read was very believable because it wasn't like every other Wendigo story you've ever heard. Okay. So, we're driving and it's pitch black outside. And if you're not from Colorado or anywhere with mountains, there's pitch dark, black there's means. dark like, out in flatlands like Kansas and stuff. Yeah. Pitch black there means you can see the stars. There is nothing you can see, like... You can see the galaxy. Yeah, there's nothing eyes. like mountain dark. There's nothing like being in the mountains and it's dark in outside. In fact, when we went camping, it was so dark, it was impossible to see each other. There's no moon. Yeah, we couldn't see each other. And ugh, all those trees just absorb all the light, you yeah, know what I mean? but there was no light because it was a new moon. Mm-hmm. And we could see the galaxy with our bare eyes, <clears throat> unaided by a lens. Yeah. So, mountain dark is fucking, is fucking dark, Okay. I just wanted to get that across real quick. Uh, there's very little street lamps, so the only thing we can see, the only things we can see, are illuminated by the headlights. My sister is driving, and I'm in the passenger seat. At this point in the drive, we only had a few more hours until Dylan, and we were determined to stick it out no matter what, despite the fact we'd been driving for nearly 12 hours at this point. Looking back, I kind of wished we had some common sense and found a hotel and never driven on this road at this time of night. It's about nine. My sister had the radio going. I'm staring out the window trying to stay awake when all of a sudden my sister slams on her brakes. Now, for context, my sister is a, is a cabbie. There's not a whole hell of a lot that would make her slam on the brakes like that. So when she did, I was automatically on full alert wondering what the hell just happened. What is a cabbie? Drives cabs? Yes. Okay. Taxi driver. Before I can even ask... That was rude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before I can even ask her what made her slam on the brake, she's telling me to look up. No shit. Standing in the middle of the opposite lane on this deserted two-lane road is a big fucking... Big as fuck coyote. Oh. This is very common for skinwalkers. At least. They're thinking it might be a Wendigo, but skinwalkers a lot of the time appear as a really big coyote. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. Let me find my spot. Bigger than any coyote I've ever seen. Not that not that unusual, except that it was just staring at us. Not the car. At us. It was making full-on dead-ass eye contact with us. Obviously creeped out, I told my sister to just floor it because I didn't like the eerie, almost intelligent way that the coyote had been looking at us. As we passed it, I forced my eyes forward so I wouldn't have to look at it. We kept driving, a little shook up, but laughed it off. After all, we were both from the southwest, and there's no way a lone coyote is going to spook us that bad. A little bit further down the road, I calmed down again and had and back to staring out the window. Maybe five more minutes pass before I hear my sister ask me, did you see that? Thinking she's messing with me, I'm like, no, see what? As I turn to look at her, I can see she's spooked. Believe me, it takes a lot to spook her, so I was immediately concerned. She sees that I have no clue what she's talking about, and she says, dude, there was a hand. It just came up out of the backseat and touched the dash. Now I'm even more creeped out. I try to make a joke out of it, saying how it's late, and the whole thing with the coyote but she insisted on what she saw so i asked her to replicate it 
She gestures to the back seat and says, I saw a hand come up and touch the dash like this. At this, she makes a fist and taps it against the dash. I shake my head, tell her I didn't see anything, that we should just keep going, because I sure as hell am not turning back now. <laughs> but oh man, that was not the end of it. Not even ten minutes later, we're still driving on this dark, windy mountain road. I'm looking forward, fully awake now, and doing my best to take my mind off the situation, when I happen to glance out of the driver's side of the front windshield. Again, on the opposite side of the road, I see a woman standing on the edge of the road. She's all alone and just standing there in a torn white dress and barefoot. Obviously thinking that this girl needs help, I open my mouth to ask my sister to stop. Before I can get the words out, we're already around the next bend. And as I look in the rearview mirror to check if she's still there, the girl's just gone. Vanished. Poof. Ugh, so this is sounding like a skinwalker. Yeah. Okay. I'm really freaking at this point. I just wanted to get to our hotel. Thankfully, a few minutes later, we were in Leadville itself, which, to be honest, at around 10, 11 at night was just as creepy, if not more. It's very small, and the buildings are really tight together because it was an old mining town. Okay. So it's, it's pretty creepy. Um, I dreaded when we got to the outskirts of town and had to go back onto that lonely mountain highway. Mind you, we're still alone. We haven't seen another car in over an hour, which makes this next part even creepier somehow. So a few miles on the other side of Leadville, I feel my sister grab my arm. Again, she asks the dreadful question, did you see that? I say no, obviously. I'm keeping my eyes on my side of the vehicle and have no idea what she's talking about. So she says, and honestly, after what happened after this, I completely believed her that she saw breath on the outside of the windshield not the inside the outside like someone inside the vehicle had breathed on the glass someone outside the vehicle had breathed on the glass huh. i'm really glad that i didn't see that because i would have turned the car around but at this point we're both like fuck it we're almost there we can hold out until dylan so like dumb idiots in a horror movie <laughs> we keep driving I don't know distance-wise how far away this is from Leadville, but we came up to a weird parking lot area at a bend in the road. I think it was a hotel or something. I'm not too familiar with the area, but it was weird seeing a parking lot and actual lights in the middle of BFE, Colorado. Uh, I'm saying this to tell you that as we approached this place, we saw oncoming headlights. Now, mind you, this was the first car we'd seen in a long time, but it but there was a weirdly lit up building out there in Leadville, only a few miles behind us. It wouldn't be that strange to see a car heading the other direction. Except the car didn't go in the direction we thought. No, we both saw the headlights of this car, and we both saw it drive parallel to the road and disappear. Now we're for sure thinking we're hallucinating and making jokes about aliens, saying how that was a flying saucer and we could... Uh, we could tally that to the list of weird things we'd seen. With not much options left but to drive, we keep going. But man, this is when things started getting really bad. What do you mean? It sounds like it's been pretty bad to me. <laughs> so for reference, <clears throat> Leadville's like maybe 20 minutes from Breckenridge and Vale. Ooh, sorry. Uh, and Leadville's not too far from Aspen either. So it's literally smack dad in the center of the Rockies. Yeah, I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to think of what road they could be on. Where oh, I'll, they're t- still I'll tell driving. you right now. Hold on, I can find where it. They're, where it's empty for a long time, headed to Dillon. Oh, believe it or not, Highway 24. 
It's either, I go on that all the time to my grandma's house. So it's Highway 24. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense because if they're from the southwest and they're heading up to Colorado, um, the way I'm looking at to it. Dylan. Okay, let me look it up. Um, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, Dylan is north of Leadville. So the only, I mean, yeah, Dylan's north of Leadville, right? So the only answer was that when they were going to Leadville, they were on Highway 24, and then they hopped on to, okay, Highway 24, and then you hop onto I-70, and it brings you into Leadville. But it is smack dad in the middle of the Rockies. Uh, Dylan's not far from Breckenridge. Um. So it's the middle of nowhere on yeah. Highway 24. Yeah, I know where it is. Yeah. Me and Allison and I are on Highway 24 almost every day. We're on the butt end of it. In, in fact, we live one street up from Highway 24. Yeah. Okay. Now that, now that you and I know what's up. <laughs> That's horrible. That means every day we're right next to a road where there's shit like this that happens. Okay, okay, go ahead. Pick up where you left off. The longer we're driving, the more freaked my sister looks. At one point, she tells me that the the lane lines are disappearing, as in she can't tell the difference between one lane line and the other on a two-lane mountain road. You can blame this on fatigue, but my sister drives a cab for a living. She wakes up at 2 a.m. to go to work most days. There's no freaking way, no matter how tired she is, that she's hallucinating the lane lines not being there. I can see them just fine, but she swears up and down that she can't see lanes on either side. I think it was only her experience as a cab driver that saved her asses. Now this next part is going to sound insane, and I don't blame anyone for not believing me. I wouldn't believe me if I didn't experience it myself. So we got... So, we got the lane lines disappearing, cars disappearing off the road, weird shit breathing on the windshield... And the icing on the cake is that now it feels like the car is doing a free fall down the mountain. No, not like we're out of control. Like there's an invisible force pushing us from behind and trying to make us go down the mountain faster. My sister is riding the brakes like hell and I'm trying to figure out why it feels like we're in a free fall when we're, less than, uh, when we're on a less than 20 degree slope. It makes no sense. And as if... And as I'm thinking this, I hear my sister ask me, hey, is it windy outside? I shake my head, check my phone, and I'm like, no, there's no wind outside at all. In the car, you would have been able to hear the wind, and I feel it, and feel it pushing on all sides, not just the back. Wind makes a very distinctive noise, so I know that there wasn't any wind that night. That, that doesn't explain, however, when my sister told me to look at the trees on either side of the road... That doesn't explain, however, why when my sister told me to look at the trees on either side of the road, they were swaying, bending back and forth like there's a storm outside, but there's no storm, there's no wind, no clouds, nothing. Nothing that can explain why these trees are moving like this. I'm really freaked out now, and I start to pray. I'm religious to a point, and I'm not ashamed to say that I pray when I get scared like this, and I was terrified. Because underneath all of the crazy... This strange, eerie feeling was creeping up on me. It felt like there was something in the woods watching us. 
The trees felt almost alive and there was just a darkness. I don't know how else to explain it. It was just evil. It felt evil and wrong and I did not want to be there anymore. I started praying harder and told my sister to drive as fast as she could away from that place, which to be honest with everything going on wasn't that fast. For some reason I just kept repeating there's something bad here, something bad happened here. I don't like it, saying that over and over again. So of course my sister asks, what do you mean? And why do I keep saying that? Now I'm not sure if I'm a medium, but I would consider myself as sensitive. I can pick up on the energy of spirits and places. So like a dumbass, I open myself up to whatever the fuck this thing is. I can hear myself asking me what happened. And the word that came out of my mouth in an inhuman guttural growl was murder. That voice was not my voice. That thing was not human. As soon as that word left my mouth, I burst into tears. I was so scared. I clutched my Mary medallion and held my sister's hand. I made her pray the prayer of St. Michael with me, and when we were praying, it was almost like she couldn't get the words out. Like, I don't know, something was trying to stop her from praying. I haven't been that scared of something paranormal in a very long time, and I never ever want to drive that stretch of road at night ever again. Could we have been hallucinating? Sure, but I don't know... This next part somehow creeps me out even more. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we're at the hotel now and we're in our rooms both talking about how crazy that all was when my sister says, you didn't see it, did you? And of course I'm like, see what? She tells me and I believe her because she was dead serious. My sister can't lie if her life depended upon it because she just starts laughing. It's her tell. That's how I knew she at least believed what she saw. She told me that she saw a skeletal figure like a human figure in the woods. It was all bone with like rotten flesh hanging off of it. Even though its body was human, she said that it had the head of a deer and like glowing red eyes. She looked so scared I don't know how I couldn't have believed her. According to my sister, she saw this thing tailing the car the moment we both noticed the trees moving. So about halfway or a third way down. Needless to say, I was pretty glad that she told me that after we got to the hotel. Now, one last thing before I wrap this up. So, my stepmom is from the Denver area and just so happened to have family in Dillon. I casually asked her if she had ever experienced anything weird on that road, and I didn't even have to tell her which one uh, for her to know the road I was talking about. She said when she was a kid, it used to freak her the hell out. Uh... She can remember falling asleep in the car and then whenever they got to that stretch of road, automatically waking up because she was too scared to sleep. And the thing about that car driving parallel to the road, well, my stepmom said, and I haven't confirmed this, so take it with a grain of salt, that the roads uh, used to be built differently back in the day, that they would have run parallel to the mountain and not alongside it. She also told me a story of when she was a teenager about how there was... A time she and her dad were driving on the road at night she's in the passenger seat for context she remembers looking up and seeing oncoming headlights in their lane screaming and then throwing her hands up out of reflex her dad swerves almost crashes and then asked her what's wrong my stepmom confused asked him if he saw the car just now and he says no of course uh, to be honest that just confirmed it for me Oh, and the whole thing about that weird voice, my sister said that when I spoke in that tone, it was about two octaves deeper than my natural voice, completely flat and absolutely not human. Me and my sister both agree that whatever that entity was that she saw was absolutely trying to harm, if not kill them, or kill us. We both think 
it was screwing with her about the lane lines and trying to push us off the mountain. For what purpose, I still don't know, but I honestly don't think I want to. We also agreed that all the freaky shit we saw before was something trying to warn us. The primary reason the, the hand with the fist in sign language to mean stop. I think it's possible those other entities are trying to uh, tell us to turn around. Too bad we didn't listen. But anyway, that's my story of a possible encounter with a Wendigo and any other things that go bump in the night. Uh, I never have and never will again drive that road between Leadville and Dillon at night or any other time. So I'm just curious, has anyone else experienced like this, experiences like this here <coughs> or is an experience like this in general? Well, okay. I was thinking Skinwalker until they said skinny, bony, tall creature with the head of a deer. And that's the description of a Wendigo. I just didn't think, you know, that they had all that much supernatural power. Are you still reading? Yeah, I'm just reading the comments real quick. What does it say? I'm just trying to see if anyone's, like, saying that. Uh. Yeah, people are just arguing. Okay, okay. So, what do you personally think? Uh, so, a lot of people are saying it's the wrong area for Wendigo stuff, but there are tales of Skinwalker stuff down here. And yeah. since uh, whatever it was, if you want to believe it was trying to warn them in the beginning, like different spirits, that doesn't make sense to me. I think they were trying to scare them in general. And if it was a skinwalker, they can take all these different forms. Yeah. And isn't a skinwalker's original form all fucked up? No, it's a person. It's just a person? Mm -hmm. It doesn't look so fucked witch. up? It's a witch. Yeah. So. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's a lot of stuff. It's pretty weird. I didn't expect it to take as many turns as it did. Um, Here's the thing. It's like it's too much stuff to happen. Yeah. For them to not be, like, actually having had some kind of experience like that or they were tripping on something but there's you can't have the same hallucination though yeah that's true so that's weird um and and here's the thing who's to say wendigos are only in the northeast you know who, who's to say well i'm trying i was trying to figure out if it was winter time because they if Wendigos are only in cold places. Like, just because... Well, Colorado's cold in there's, general. There's Wendigo-like creatures in other oh, okay. Okay. tribes, you know what I mean? So yeah. Just because they didn't call it the same thing doesn't mean it's not the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the way they described it when they personally... Well, the one sister, uh, the way she described it when she said she saw it, that is the exact description of a Wendigo. To a T. Um, and who's to say they're not in Colorado? Who's to say that they didn't migrate when people migrated out west? Who's to say they didn't? Just following the destruction. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Once colonizers, whatever you want to call them, 
started, you know, colonizing the West Coast or the East Coast, starting destroying forests and getting rid of a lot of the woods, who's to say that they're like, okay, we'll just go out West. You know, Wendigos could be smart like that, too. If there's nowhere to hide for a Wendigo, who's to say they wouldn't migrate West? Over, like, you know, because we wiped out Native Americans all throughout the 1700s, well, six, 14, late 1400s, 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, and 1900s. Um, so, it's hard for them. They're not, they're, there's 100 million less of them. So, there's not any new folklore about Wendigos from Native Americans, not at least that we know. So, all their old folklore is from... 1492 what or 1692 what is that is that my phone sorry i meant oh wait when did columbus was it 1492 i don't know hmm i think columbus discovered america in 14 discovered is a rough word um when did did columbus Yeah, 1492, right? So, right before the year 1500. And ever since, we've really been murdering, not we, but them, have been murdering the Native Americans. and They're, they're murdering everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everybody in their way. So, what I'm saying is that there's all those old tribes who came up, not came up with it, told the tales or the folklore of the Wendigo. Um, they're gone. They couldn't have updated it, and you know, all of a sudden, hey, they're out west now. There's nobody there to tell you that. There are natives on reservations, and they do believe in wendigos and skinwalkers, but it's not like there's new stories about hey, now they're out west or anything. Well, natives th- don't talk about it. No, they refuse to get, and that's where we're fucking up, right? Natives don't talk about skinwalkers or wendigos because they believe just saying that or talking about them attracts them to you. And if that's so, we're fucked. Because <laughs> I talk about skinwalkers and wendigos on the weekly basis. But well, my original thing I was saying is, who's to say they haven't moved out west like uh, in the 1800s and 1700s when everybody was colonizing the east coast and chopping down trees and starting to colonize it. So maybe they're like, well... There's more woods and place to hide out west. The natives are now out west, and there's less of them. We can still terrorize them, just follow them, you know? And who's to say that's not what happened? I don't know. And that's saying they're real, of course. That's saying they're real. But some of these stories are kind of hard to be like, oh, you know, they're hard to discredit some of them. Yeah. Especially with the existence of a Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, that's just a whole weird thing anyways, though. Yeah, still still waiting to do an episode on that. So, <clears throat> what do you think? I think it's cray-cray. Do you... I know how it is driving in the mountains at night. It's not fun. Yeah, it's pitch black. <clears throat> Have we ever came back from the mountains at night? No, I've had to drive up to Vail at night, though. Ooh. Like, that's... it's so dark. Even your head, your brights on your car don't feel like they're bright enough. And there could be anything in those woods. Mm-hmm. And it was in the winter, so there were clouds over 
Uh, it was cloudy. There was no stars either. And you have to there drive slow, right? Which is even worse. Mm-hmm. So there, that's the. Th- I'm going to read one more story before we end this podcast. But there's, I'm still married, but we're working on a divorce. But when my ex-wife and I still lived in Pennsylvania, um, she lived in a town called Mariana, which is out in the sticks, and I mean out in the sticks. Trees upon trees, forests no, to no end. Well, um, it, it's just creepy driving out there. You get an eerie feeling. I remember taking her home because she would come hang out on the weekend, stay the night on the weekend. Sunday night, I'd take her home while we were still dating. And um, just driving back that, like, she lived about four. 30 minutes away or something like that but it was all woods the entire drive so just 30 minutes of driving in the woods in the dark just gave you this sinking scary feeling where you're like fuck I hope nothing pops out I hope I don't see anything because it's pitch black out there like here no towns around no light pollution houses every one or two miles big stretches of woods before you see houses and it's just freaky. And, of course, there's... In Pennsylvania, they're still called mountains. Living in the Rockies, I have to be like, those are fucking mountains. But the big-ass mountains compared to, you know, what I was used to. You so. could be like everybody that I know that lives in Texas and say they go uh, mountain riding. And I'm like, there's no mountains out there. And they're like, there's mountains in Texas. I'm like, sure, bud. Yeah, sure, bud. There's a thousand feet tall, but sure, not Whatever. not not fourteen thousand feet tall like ours. But I like going mudding in the so, mountains. I'm like, so, where? so <laughs> mountains in Pennsylvania, couple maybe a thousand feet tall, maybe a few hundred feet tall. Um, point is, is they're steep and they're wooded, and you're like anything could be up in there, right on the side of the road. So creepy. You get that weird feeling driving alone at night. And that was honestly like the scariest shit ever to me. Was, That's why I could never be a trucker. I wouldn't mind because it's mostly highways. Have you seen how many semis are driving through the mountains? A lot. Well, it's just scary, dude. Especially, I, I've i known about the Wendigo since I was eight years old. Because uh, there's a story in uh, <clears throat> Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark called the Wendigo. And I was like, what the fuck's a Wendigo? So I looked it up, and I've known ever since I was eight years old. Anyways, this is the last story that we have. It's a few paragraphs, quite a bit, actually seven or eight paragraphs. It originally posted as Something in the Woods by Reddit user May1400. All one word. Numbers, not letters. So, are you ready, Allison? This story is 100% true, and I'm writing it on here to warn other people and let them know that there's something, definitely something out there to this day. I still don't know what it was, nor have I gone into any woods or forest whatsoever since. Okay. If you don't believe me, that's completely fine. Read this as a fun story as your own expense. Okay, their grammar's not their best either. But for those of you out there with an open mind or you've seen something yourself, 
just know you're not alone. And just typing out and remembering this account is causing me to shake with anxiety and fear. First off, I'm a girl and live in North Carolina, the United States. I was 15 at the time of my encounter and was definitely not a believer in anything supernatural, paranormal, or anything of the sort. It happened while I was at a local summer camp. There is absolutely nothing special about that day. No weird lights, people, animal sounds, nothing. It was just the same camp schedule as I'd grown used to in the past two weeks I've been there. My age group have just finished lunch and was able to persuade our counselor to let us play a game called Scatter down by the lake. It's like a giant hide-and-seek in the woods. Now, we had played this at least 20 times before that day, and nothing weird had happened to any of us. And we all grew up playing in the woods, so it's not like we had an aversion or fear of it. But for some reason that day when our counselor shouted, Scatter! And I ran out to find a hiding space, it became a whole new ball game. I had run as far as I could while still being able to see the lake, as were the rules and had found a huge old uprooted tree that I decided would be the perfect hiding place. So I laid down as soon as I could against the ground and waited. I had been there for about five minutes when I suddenly heard a voice calling my name in a weird, dreamy-like voice, and not just any voice, my mom's. <laughs> Allison shaking her head no. Alright. Now me and my mom are extremely close, thickest thieves. So I'd know her voice anywhere, and I would swear on my own grave that it was without a doubt hers. But I knew it couldn't be her. She was 20 miles away at work, and even if it had actually been her, and she'd come to pick me up early, the voice wasn't coming from the lake. It was coming from further out in the woods beyond the border of the camp. I knew I should have run away... Sorry. I knew I should have run away from the strange mimic mom voice, but I couldn't. It was almost hypnotic. It messed with my thoughts and gave me doubts. Like, well, it could be mom, or what if she's hurt, and I have to get to her. All these things were flooding into my mind like someone had broken a dam. I didn't know I was there. What the hell? It's a weird way to put that. I didn't know I was there until they finally overwhelmed me and emotions got the better of me, and I took off running in the direction the voice was coming from. Oh. Why run towards it? Whatever, translate state. I ran as far as I could with only the strange voice as my guide. I couldn't have run for more than five to seven minutes when I got to a clearing and the voice suddenly stopped. When I entered the clearing and didn't hear my mom's voice calling me anymore, I could think clearly again and started to have little alarm bells go off my head saying, You idiot, or That's not mom, and run. But I couldn't run. I didn't know where to run. I'd gotten so far away, I had almost lost sight of the lake by camp and had absolutely no idea where I was. And I was completely exhausted to boot. Weird mannerisms. Anyways, with no other options than to sit and catch my breath, I did just that. No sooner than I sat down, more warning bells went off my mind. I quickly did a 360 survey around the clearing and noticed a strange noise. It wasn't the continuation of the voice before no it was the distinct sound of chattering teeth like if there's what the hell this person's grammar is awful if it was okay let me start here again it wasn't the continuation of the voice before 
period, where they didn't put a period, no. It was the distinct sound of chattering teeth, like if you were cold. There we go, that's better. Only there was no one else around, and it was the middle of June in North Carolina. There's no way someone could be cold. And that's when I heard it. Leaves and sticks crunch on the edge of the small clearing. I realized something was watching me. And then whatever it was moved and fast in circles around the clearing, almost like it was circling prey. And it was at that moment I knew whatever it was had led me out there away from the rest of my group, exactly like the predator my instincts had been screaming at me that it was. Why do none of these people on Reddit know how to fucking use grammar? Anyways, without any other option other than to try and escape, I took off in the direction I thought I came from and sprinted as fast as I could, all the while hearing the chattering of teeth and sticks crunching behind me. I didn't know what to do. I didn't dare to turn around and see what was chasing me. I knew that if I did, I would slow down and I would absolutely... And I was absolutely... What the heck? I knew that if I did, would slow down, and I absolutely would not. Terrible grammar, man. It felt like a lifetime running away from this thing before I finally saw the lake. And even though I didn't think I could run faster than I... Even though I didn't think I could, I ran faster than I ever have in my life. When I broke the tree line and ran to the lake where I knew my friends were... At that point, I felt safe enough to stop and look back to see what had been chasing me. But when I did, I only saw a fleeting form running back the way I'd come from and the distinct sound of chittering teeth. When I finally found my counselor, who was the seeker to find all of us, I was hysterical with fear and hugged her as I could, as tight as I could. When I finally calmed down and she tried to get me to tell her what happened, but I just asked, were you calling my name? Before she even said anything, I already knew the answer. After all, it had been my mom's voice that led me away from everyone else. But what she said replied with so much more bone-chilling to me. She said, N she told me, no one called for you. We didn't know you were gone. Everyone is still hiding. The game isn't over yet. End of story. Sorry about the little stutters I had. This person's grammar is some of the worst I've ever seen. Run on sentences... Random periods in the middle of sentences that didn't make any sense. My point is, holy fuck, that's pretty creepy. What, what would you do if you heard your mom calling your names from the woods? Ha <laughs> ha! Peace. Peace, I'm going to find my mom. Well, especially because I'm not a kid anymore and I don't live with my parents. So if my mom was... My mom knows where we live and she doesn't come visit that often. So if she were to find us in the middle of the woods, no... <laughs> you're just at Palmer Park one day and you hear Allison and you're just like mom is that you and then you hear and you're like ah yeah no you're like haha oh, that's funny my dude bye have fun <laughs> I taste like raw onions and butthole go away <laughs> yeah um, and then a lot of the comments are like oh, too far south for a wendigo uh, and then uh, you know, I don't think so. It's too far south. My money would be on Skinwalker. Sure, Skinwalkers are out this way. But, sure. Uh, here. Here's the thing. 
the problem with people the, just think they're experts. That's really yeah. The problem. My my problem is skinwalkers and wendigos both mimic speech, and a yeah. skinwalker can turn into anything. So you never know. What if a skinwalker's like, I want to be a wendigo? <laughs> my point is, if you hear somebody calling your name from the woods, don't follow it. <laughs> don't follow it. That's stupid. Why would you follow it? Especially a name you're not, or a, uh, a voice you're not expecting to hear. Why the fuck would you follow that? Okay, whatever. It's, it's alluding to the fact that they were pretty young. Fifteen. If I was fifteen, and I know this for a fact, if I was fifteen, I heard my name being called from the woods. I ain't fucking going. Well, she said it was like a trance-like state. So what are you gonna do? Die, I guess. That's crazy. Like having intrusive thoughts, and you can't always determine that those are happening until your alarms go off in your head. Dude, the alarms are always going off in my head, dude. That's crazy. Um, this story has a lot of detail, so it sounds pretty true, too. All the stories we've read so far has had, like, a lot of detail. This is way better than episode one, so I'm sorry that we didn't... You know, that was our first ever podcast. That was so. a podcast where we are like, we just have to do it, man. Because if we don't do it now, we're not going to do it. So yeah. we just... And now, now it does, if we don't do it by Saturday, we feel like we're slacking. Yeah. So... This is a, this is gonna be a long going podcast. Anyways, um, the Carolinas though, the Carolinas are really wooded and mountainous. So, listen, I don't think some spiritual monster is gonna be like, oh no, that's too far away. I can't go there. Like what? What yeah. kind of logic is that? Yeah, like. These, There's not some magic line. The thing is, um, the Native Americans have had these stories for thousands of years. Who's to say these monsters don't migrate? Why would they stick in one spot? Maybe they would move where the prey is. Like like any good predator, you know... What am I trying to, like... Uh, what's a good example? You just follow the prey. Birds. Birds migrate, you know... And Geese around here are pretty fucking stupid. In fact, though. you know what? It would make sense because these are humanoid cryptids. Um, you know what Native Americans did? They followed the buffalo. They followed the prey. Why wouldn't Wendigos and Skinwalkers do the same thing? Well, especially Wendigos. I don't know if Skinwalkers actually eat people. No, that's never said. Maybe they kill people for whatever reason, but Wendigos eat people. And people people are that prey. die can't make accounts. Yeah. There's a lot so. of missing people in that area. Yeah, that's crazy. So, this sound this is a pretty convincing story to me. I mean, you you've heard these kind of stories all before, but this one has pretty good detail. To to fake this would be kind of they'd have to be really good liars. For one, they're at a camp. I know that's obvious. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a camp, but like they were playing hide and seek. You had to be able. They made rules. You had to be able to see the lake. Uh, I don't know. It just seems a little more convincing than the average story. In fact, every story we've read has been pretty convincing. So, what do you have on this? I know you're vaping into my beer bottles. That's fine. 
What do I have on what? I just want to hear some some of your thoughts. No thanks. Rip. <laughs> uh, I'll be living my life free of these experiences, hopefully. That you know of. Free of these experiences, hopefully. <laughs> so I was thinking we can go camping alone in the cold off Highway 24 in What's this Dillon. we? Oh, you're coming. No, I'm not. Yeah. Says who? Me. 911, I'd like to report uh, 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 kidnapping. The Wendigo would kidnap. 911. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, to be honest, I think that's all we have for this episode. Here, okay, so let me put it this way. We're going to post this on YouTube. You know, um, we have an email address, lifesaucepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any paranormal experiences, any skinwalker, wendigo, any kind of cryptid story, email us and we can feature it on a future episode. Uh, comment it on a YouTube video. It might be featured as well. You know, the works. So, anyways, this has been the Life Sauce Podcast. We upload every Monday on streaming platforms. You'd be lucky to see us on YouTube. We're going to give it a shot. I'm Corey. I'm Allison. Goodbye. Goodbye. I hope that you have a good night or day uh, or aren't driving on Highway 24 in between Leadville and Dillon. And uh, if you are, I'm sorry. It's really uncalled for. Uh, I didn't mean to scare you like that, my guy. Uh, anyway, uh, goodbye.